What is up guys, it is Quinn here. And in this video, I'm gonna be going through my running back rankings for week 15 of the NFL season. So going through the top 36 running backs, you guys are getting this uh, video a day earlier than usual, but that's because today I'm doing running backs and wide receivers. Those are gonna be in separate videos. So go check out that wide receiver one also. But then on Thursday, I'm gonna be putting out my quarterback and tight end rankings. Those are gonna be together. And then I will also be doing defenses and kickers. Those are also going to be together. So two ranking videos today and then two more uh, tomorrow on Thursday. So uh, as always, if you guys enjoy the content, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. If you have any questions, you can drop them down below and I will make sure to get back to every single person. We're gonna start it off here at number one with Christian McCaffrey going up against the Seahawks. Per usual, I'm not gonna spend a ton of time on these top guys because we know their locks in the lineup. Same thing with Austin Eckler at number two. You know, honestly, his uh, snap share kind of took a big hit, but I mean, that offense, you know, is looking good. He is still heavily targeted. He's gonna have a ton of touchdown upside. So we're nitpicking there with Eckler. Uh, Josh Jacobs at three. Derrick Henry at four. Both of those guys have been monsters. And then I went with Jonathan Taylor here at five. I do think there's probably a drop-off going from Henry to JT, but ever since uh, Jeff Saturday has come in and JT has returned from injury, he's just being force-fed the ball, you know, especially uh, in the carries department. I don't think he has gone under 20 carries uh, since returning from injury. So with that type of workload, you have to fire him up as a very strong running back one. Then at six here, I have Nick Chubb. He struggled as of late, just hasn't really been able to get into the end zone. I still think you fire him up as a very strong running back one. Now, I feel like some people are kind of down and out on Saquon right now. I have him here at seven. If you had him, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11, I really wouldn't push back too hard. I kind of think a lot of these running backs here are in a similar tier. But I mean, we look back just two weeks ago, he had a solid performance against the uh, Commanders. Now, I don't think he was actually limited on Sunday. He did come in with a neck injury, but then they were getting blown out. So his snaps looked bad, but it was just because they kind of, you know, yanked the starters. No need uh, having him out there in a blowout. So I think he's going to have a solid workload. And I do still like him as a running back one. I'm not totally panicking. We know the talent is there. This is a huge game for the Giants. I think they're going to rely on basically their best offensive player. Then uh, at eight, I have Dalvin Cook here. Continues to have a solid role. A decent matchup here against the Colts. He hasn't been overly efficient, but I think you continue to fire him up as a running back one. Then at number nine, I have Miles Sanders. And typically for fantasy, I don't love the archetype of a Miles Sanders. A guy who's on a decent offense, you know, has a solid number of carries, but you're just kind of relying on touchdowns because he doesn't really get involved as a pass catcher. But I mean, this week for Miles Sanders, he's been a solid running back to, you know, all season long. But this week, I have him in my top 10 here. This is a great matchup against the Chicago Bears. Ever since the Bears traded away uh, some of their defensive studs, they have just been getting shredded on the ground. Like, trust me, I'm a Bears fan. I'm expecting a monster game out of Miles Sanders. It's going to be tough to watch, you know, him just uh, shred through this offense, but I think he's going to have a huge day. We look back over the last few weeks, he has gone out and given us, you know, some of these monster 100 plus yard, two touchdown performances. I would not be shocked if he repeats it here uh, in week 15 in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, then at 10, I have Tony Pollard, another guy who's just been killing it. A solid matchup here against the Jaguars. I like Pollard as a top 10 guy. He has been very fortunate in the uh, touchdown area, but I think him and Zeke, you continue to ride both of those guys as very strong plays. At 11, I have Ramondre Stevenson, and now there's no guarantee he's actually going to be able to suit up for this game. 
I think the report said that like he's hopeful he plays. So, you know, nothing super uh, definitive there. But if we have a healthy Ramondre Stevenson, I view him as an RB1, a great matchup against the Raiders. Now, on the other hand, if Ramondre is out, then we got to look into Damian Harris. Is Damian Harris healthy? And then we're getting into like RB3, RB4 on that team. You know, if uh, Ramondre and Damian Harris aren't able to go. So this is probably a backfield I'm going to have to circle back with in my uh, injury report video that I'll put out uh, Saturday morning. So right now I have Ramondre at the number 11 spot, but obviously this could change as we get more information. At 12, I have Aaron Jones going up against the Rams. You know, not a super scary matchup with some of the injuries going on on that defense. I like Aaron Jones here as a fringe running back one. Then at 13, I have Travis Etienne. I think a lot of people are kind of panicking on Etienne and obviously the production hasn't been great, but I'm not going full on panic mode. If he didn't have a really bad matchup here against the Cowboys, I would probably have him in like that probably RB11, maybe even competing with Pollard and Sanders because even though ETN has struggled, it has not been due to a lack of workload. It's not like he's starting to lose touches to a Jamichael Hasty or some other running back. His workload is still very, very strong. He just hasn't gotten into the end zone. He hasn't broken a big play. So, you know, even though it's a tough matchup here, with the workload he has, the way this offense has played as a whole, I do still think he's, you know, a solid play and is someone that I would trust as a high-end running back too. 14, I have James Conner. And this Cardinals offense is probably not going to look good. Broncos obviously have a tough defense. They're not overly tough against running backs, but, you know, just in terms of total points, it's not a great matchup for the Cardinals. I still think James Conner has such a large role in this offense that you just have to fire him up as a high-end running back too. He just has a monopoly over this entire backfield, and he's also getting very involved as a pass catcher. We saw Colt McCoy really rely on him as a checkdown option, you know, once Kyler Murray went down. So I am very in on uh, James Conner this week. At 15, I have Joe Mixon. This is really not an ideal matchup for Mixon here going up against the Bucs. I know McCaffrey just like absolutely murdered them, but that's the 49ers and McCaffrey typically They are pretty strong against the run. And now we have Joe Mixon in not a full-on committee, but this isn't Joe Mixon dominating the opportunities that we saw early on in the season where he's getting, you know, 20 carries a game, adding five, six targets a game. It looks like a lot of that receiving work is going to Samaj P. Ryan. He doesn't have a total monopoly over this backfield. And so I think it makes him, you know, he's definitely still a strong start, but I mean, you know, early on in the season, it was like, he's a lock. He's a top 10 guy week to week. I don't think he's that anymore, but I still think he's, you know, a a decent high-end running back two this week in a bad matchup. He could still definitely be a top 12, top 10 guy in more favorable matchups moving forward. At 16, I have Alvin Kamara. The last few weeks have definitely been rough for uh, Mr. Kamara here and the guys who are, you know, rostering him. I'm still going back to the well. As you can see, I have him as my running back 16. Typically, you know, the running back 16 is going to be cracking your lineups. This is a solid matchup here against the Falcons. I think both of these teams are kind of in a similar spot where it's not like one team is going to blow the other one's doors off and kind of, you know, ruin production for a specific position. I think he'll have a solid workload. He's obviously not going to get phased out of the offense because he is a very strong pass catcher. So obviously there's some concern here just because the Saints offense has looked rough. He's looked rough in terms of his production, but I'm going back to the well here at running back 16. Now running back 17, I have Kenneth Walker, and he is a tough guy to kind of evaluate here because he's dealing with an ankle injury. Obviously they play Thursday night, so we don't know if he's going to be ready to go. 
And the way I've kind of described it is that if we're hearing he's 100%, he's good to go, then I like him here at running back 17. If we're hearing stuff about him being limited, then he takes a serious hit because this is not a good matchup here against the 49ers, a very, very tough matchup. So that's kind of my thoughts on Walker. We'll see what the reports look like uh, you know, throughout Wednesday and then heading into the Thursday night game. Right behind him, I have Isaiah Pacheco, who has the best matchup you can have for fantasy football. We know the Texans go out every single week. They get torched by all the opposing running backs. I mean, Pollard, Zeke last week, both had big days. I think this is a great spot for Isaiah Pacheco. I think it also matches up with a game script that's going to favor him. They go ahead early. They use Pacheco to kind of grind this game out. I think he can have a massive day on the ground, talking like 100 plus yards, touchdown, maybe two. I'm expecting that type of day out of Pacheco. He's just a guy who doesn't have a very high floor because his receiving involvement is very limited. So, you know, if he had any receiving floor, he'd probably be honestly like up there as a top 12 running back, but that's why he's here as a mid-tier running back too. But I love the matchup this week for Pacheco. At 19, I have Ezekiel Elliott. The dude just continues to score touchdowns. And like I talked about with Pollard, this is a solid matchup here against the Jaguars. At 20, I have David Montgomery. He should continue to operate as the Bears workhorse. He hasn't been super efficient. You know, he hasn't been overly great as a real-life NFL running back, and it's not a great matchup here against the Eagles, but when you're looking at the workload this guy has, he definitely has to be considered a top 20 running back, in my opinion. Here at 21, I have Raheem Mostert, and this is going to be assuming that Jeff Wilson is not playing in this game. It's possible he suits up. If he does, both these guys kind of fall in like that back-end running back three territory. Like I said, this is going to be assuming that Jeff Wilson is out Raheem Mostert likely will have a much larger workload. It's not a good matchup here against the Bills. The Dolphins have been struggling as an offense, but I still think he would be a top 24 guy, you know, operating as the clear-cut running back one. Then at 22, I have J.K. Dobbins. He was honestly kind of a tough guy to rank because we've only seen, you know, one week with him back out on the field. I think for now, this is an appropriate spot. I don't want to jump him over a guy like Montgomery. Even in a bad uh, matchup, he's still going to have a very large workload. J.K. Dobbins is still very much in a committee. He is leading that committee, and it's a plus matchup. But with the uh, Ravens, probably without Lamar Jackson, there are just a few red flags here where I don't want to totally you know, dive right into J.K. Dobbins and be set up for disappointment. Then right behind him, I have Najee Harris going up against the Panthers. A pretty solid week-to-week workload on the ground, just not a ton of upside, obviously not on a great offense, and not someone who's going to be super efficient week-to-week. And then to uh, wrap up the RB2s, I have Zonovan Knight going up against the Lions. Early on in the season, this Lions defense was like a run funnel. You would be targeting them as a team where you wanted to play running backs against them. Over the last few weeks, last like five, six games, they've been very, very tough against opposing fantasy running backs. So this is definitely not a cake matchup for Zonovan Knight, but I think we're looking at this team. They're probably going to be set up to score a decent number of points. He really has dominated the early down work. He's probably going to have somewhere in that like 16 to 20 carry range. And so I do think that uh, makes him a top 24 running back. Here at 25, I have Brian Robinson, and I'll just talk about him and Gibson together because I have Gibson at RB27. This is a backfield that kind of shifts up every single week. You know, certain times they're splitting the carries, Gibson's getting solid receiving work, and then the next week we'll see Brian Robinson start to take over. The last kind of glimpse we saw out of this offense was a much larger role for Brian Robinson, really kind of dominating in the carries department. So I do like him a little bit more. 
Gibson, he's you know obviously two spots lower, so not a crazy difference. I think both of these guys are high-end running back threes, flex options this week. 26, I have Deonta Foreman smushed in between B-Rob and Antonio Gibson. He goes up against the Steelers. He's a part of you know a solid committee here with Chuba Hubbard and uh, Blackshear, but he is still the clear-cut running back one, at least at this point in that backfield. So I like him here as a high-end running back three. Now moving over to uh, running back 28, I think I'm probably much higher than consensus on Jarek McKinnon. And this is really not due to that massive game he just had. Obviously, it's good to see, but I, this is not like an overreaction where I'm like, oh, he's going to you know pull that off again. This is really just locked in on the matchup. McKinnon has had a very solid like receiving workload week to week, but he also you know filters in on the ground. So with that receiving work, and now you're giving him maybe eight, nine, 10 carries, you know, if they're able to grind out this game, I think he can do some solid production with it. I would not be surprised to see like a 60 rushing yard, you know, 40 receiving yard game. And then you're kind of hoping he gets into the end zone once or just catches a ton of passes. So I like him here as a running back three this week, 29. I have Rashad White. I'll, I guess, uh, lump him and Leonard Fournette in together. So White at 29, Leonard Fournette at 31. Not feeling super great about either of these guys. When you have a backfield, you know, basically a 50-50 split, not a great matchup and on a bad offense, it's not pretty. Really the saving grace here for White and Fournette is just how heavily Brady targets the running back position. The offensive line is terrible. They can't get anything going down the field. So White and Leonard Fournette are, you know, solid checkdowns for him. And that's really what's uh, keeping them afloat fantasy-wise. So mid-tier RB3s. At 30, I have A.J. Dillon. He's definitely had a disappointing season. However, the last two games he has played in, he has had a very solid role and giving you very solid numbers. I'd say it's like a neutral matchup here against the Rams. So another mid-tier running back three. 32, I have Cordero Patterson. Patterson's usage has definitely been disappointing. We saw like the first three weeks of the season, he was dominating the opportunities. His you know carry number was great. He was also involved as a pass catcher. He's still semi-involved as a pass catcher, like he's running more routes than a Tyler Algier, but it's definitely not what we saw like last season. And then on the ground, it's pretty much like a 50-50 split with him and Algier. At least you don't have some of the other guys filtering in anymore, but it's not a great role. It's not a great matchup here against the Saints. So unfortunately, this is where he's going to be falling in for me. Then moving over to 33, I have Devin Singletary going up against the Dolphins. This is a uh, matchup here with the Bills and Dolphins where both of these backfields have kind of just been you know, gross committees over the past few weeks. I would prefer to start Singletary over Cook. I just think you know he saw slightly more work last week, so that would lead me to believe that would kind of carry over into this game. They didn't really uh, give Cook the jump that I thought they could have after he had a solid game. I think it was like Thursday night football or some night game where he was very, very involved, some primetime game. So Singletary at 33. I have Akers here at 34. I don't think you can fully trust that he's going to be the guy, but he has been the running back to play in that backfield in back-to-back weeks. He's just a very low floor, kind of low ceiling play. For him to be a successful guy, you need him to get into the end zone. That's not really something I want to bank on in this uh, you know, Rams offense, but you could do worse than Cam Akers at the running back position. At 35, I have DeAndre Swift. I'm pretty sure this week I'm significantly lower on all the Lions running backs. But when I look at this, they had a very, very firm split. I don't know if the number's in front of me, but it was like Jamal Williams, 26 snaps, Swift, 25, Justin Jackson, 20. Like these three guys are very, very involved. 
and they've all got kind of different roles, like Jamal Williams dominating all the carries, but you're just you know banking on him getting into the end zone, and that's not really something I want to rely on against the Jets. Also a tough matchup. Swift's role just has not been big enough, and I'm not really expecting a change here this week. Um, and then Justin Jackson, definitely unplayable for fantasy, but then he goes out and vultures a touchdown uh, in week 14. So just a backfield I am pretty much out on for fantasy. And then to wrap up the top 26, or sorry, top 36, I have James Cook going up against the Dolphins, you know, another part of that uh, Bills committee alongside Devin Singletary. And then I do just want to kind of shout out some honorable mentions who, you know, were kind of close to the cut. Maybe you have a deep league, you're struggling at the running back position. I think some other guys who could have slotted in at that back spot would be like Jamal Williams, Chuba Hubbard, Samaje Pirine, Dare Ongombuwale. I feel bad. I butcher it every single time. I know I said that uh, in the running back video. Also, I guess Rex Burkhead, we don't really know who's going to be the guy there. Latavius Murray, I mentioned earlier, uh, Damian Harris, who would be much higher if he was able to play and uh, Ramondre was out. But those are some of the guys to look at, you know, if you are kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel at the running back position. If you guys stayed all the way till the end, thank you. I really appreciate it. Uh, Hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Any questions, you guys know the drill. You can drop them down below. I'll make sure to get back to you. Wide receiver rankings coming out today, then quarterback, tight end, kicker, and defense coming out tomorrow. Thank you guys, and I'll see you in the next one.